All right, we are back. Let's let's find some uh, science and good news items here to look at, shall we? If you're stuck in traffic, and I'm sure that some of you listening to us right now possibly are, given the increase in in uh, in traffic jams locally, being stuck in traffic does have one advantage. Scientists have determined that under 37 miles per hour of travel in your car, most bugs mounts harmlessly off the hood and windshield. Apparently, it's above 37 that they start to splatter and leave streaks. It's recommended in this article that if you get hit by bugs, you can try eco-friendly cleansers and uh, that seltzer to lift off the uh, goo. And some good news for the seas. Uh, although the World Conservation Union, which is the IUCN, has listed the green turtle as, uh, as potentially endangered, Annette Broderick, a member of the IUCN's Marine Turtle Research Group, told New Scientist magazine that uh, she's taken a look at the turtle populations out there and thinks that they're actually holding their own. We hope she's right. We have so far failed to comment on the story uh, a month or two ago about the fact that researchers have taken bladder cells and been able to grow grafts to re-implant uh, in, in patients that needed uh, bladder cells. This doesn't mean we're going to be growing organs soon, but uh, this technology is going to be big in the future. And, and with stem cells, it's going to even be bigger. But it was some pioneering work done by uh, Anthony Atala of Wake Forest University in, in North Carolina. They were able to take bladder cells and grow substantial portions of bladders, which were then uh, put back into the patients, and so far, I guess, are doing pretty well. It's believed that these surgical tricks learned with these first bladders will help in future attempts to replace entire bladders. Dr. Adela's best results came when he wrapped these grafts with omentum, which is a flap of fatty tissue that normally sits over the front of the intestines. It's rich in blood vessels and seems to help the grafts establish a blood supply. Still recommend that you stop smoking, however. Cigarette smoke is the number one risk factor for bladder cancer. We urge you not to overreact to the report that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine finding that uh, treating doctors missed 72 to 83% of flu cases in children under the age of 5. ABC News picked up on the story and said, If you take your kid to the emergency room with flu-like symptoms, there's a good chance his or her doctor will not correctly diagnose influenza. This is a bunch of bunk. The new study showed that kids are 10 to 250 times more likely to show up at the doctor's office or ER with flu than wind up in the hospital with the flu or complications like pneumonia. Influenza cannot be distinguished from the common cold except when there are outbreaks of epidemics. It varies from being very severe, obviously like the kind that will put you in the hospital, to being indistinguishable from a cold. The consequences of taking your three-year-old to the doctor and him not correctly identifying the, the virus that the child has as influenza versus coronavirus or adenovirus or XYZ other virus is, is generally nil. Here's an item I liked recently from the Los Angeles Times. The U.S. Congress is one of the few indoor workplaces in the United States where it is still legal to smoke. Congress is exempted from workplace laws that govern the rest of the country. We got a pretty big laugh over this article by John Gleason, reprinted from the Winnipeg Sun in The Week magazine. They noted that the province of Manitoba decided it needed a, uh, some zing to put into its marketing, so they spent $600,000 for a marketing tax task force to come up with a new slogan to attract tourism. 
Mr. Gleason noted that what they got in return was the phrase, spirited energy. Noting that both the words spirit and energy are utterly vague, put them together, and what you've got is mush. Asking what kind of energy doesn't have spirit, Gleason suggests that they might have tried instead Manitoba, feel the power. Noting that this appears to be a motto made by a committee, he suggests the task force would have done better by throwing rocks at the PR firm and asking the first person they hit for a winning slogan. And we were surprised to see this article in The Bee by Edie Lau, the Bee's science writer, last month, noting that uh, for the first time this fall, a university in the United States is offering a major in organic agriculture. What's surprising is it's not us, the University of California at Davis, one of the nation's foremost agricultural schools, nor is it anywhere in California, the top state in certified organic cropland. This program is at Washington State University. It's expected they're going to follow suit at Colorado State University and Michigan State University. Now here at UCD, there are a proposal dating back to 2002 to create an undergraduate major in sustainable agriculture is under review. Neil Van Alphen, dean of the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences, said that such a major is at least a year off. This uh, UC Davis major proposal differs from Washington State's in that it will be sustainable agriculture rather than organic agriculture. And this distinction is uh, apparently often a point of controversy. Edie Lau noted that to some ears, organic still connotes a fringe philosophy with hippie sensibilities and is interpreted as a rebuke to conventional farming. Van Alphen noted that uh, sustainable agriculture is a broader term that puts a priority on environmentally friendly, friendly practices and examines sociologic aspects of farming. Well, regardless of what you call it, I, I hope that we proceed with that, uh, with that plan. And in other UC Davis news, we're not quite sure what to make of. It appears that the UC Davis Geography Department has been abandoned. This decision goes back to the early 1990s, apparently, in the context of budget reductions. Uh, this year, the remaining faculty retired from UCD, and geography courses will no longer be offered in the College of Letters and Science. UCD will offer graduate groups uh, in geography and uh, courses related to geography will still be taught on campus. Personally, we don't think anybody should graduate from high school in America without knowing geography. Talk to any foreigners, people educated in Asia, people educated in Europe, and they find it, they find it hilarious how ignorant Americans are on geography. As part of watching Eli Wallach movies, uh, pursuant to interviewing uh, that, that distinguished actor on the show a few weeks back, we watched The Misfits, and I was disturbed to see a scene in it where uh, Wallach, as a pilot, was uh, apparently paid money by ranchers to shoot hawks. When I was a kid in the Bay Area, it was rare to see hawks because farmers would shoot them. Uh, thankfully, that era appears to have passed. I think we're going to bring on, um, on next week's program, or the week after, hopefully someone from the California Raptor Center, located here at UC Davis. The California Raptor Center is dedicated to the rehabilitation of injured and orphaned raptors. And in the obituary section for today's program, we note the passing of Lyle Stewart, the maverick publisher of such cult classics as The Anarchist Cookbook and Naked Came the Stranger. Born Lionel Simon in New York, he changed his name to Lyle Stewart because of the anti-Semitism he encountered in the service. 
At age 22, he started a family and founded several muckraking publications. He also became a contributor to the gossip column of Walter Winchell, one of the most powerful columnists of the 1940s and 50s. Stewart had a falling out when Winchell ridiculed the black entertainment entertainer Josephine Baker with a racial joke. He then attacked Winchell in one of his tabloids. Stewart revealed that the married journalist kept a mistress in a New York apartment and was a cheap tipper to boot. A string of bestsellers made Stewart a multi-millionaire. Early successes included The Sensuous Woman by Jay and Naked Came the Stranger, one of the most sensational literary hoaxes of our time. The author of that work was allegedly Penelope Ash, a demure Long Island housewife, but it was actually written by 25 reporters from Newsday who were intent upon proving the public would buy anything. It was written in deliberately bad prose, and each of the 25 authors did a different chapter, usually in a completely different literary style. Naked Came the Stranger became a hit before the hoax was revealed and remained on the bestseller list long afterward. We have a certain admiration for great hoaxers and hope that in the future we may be able to bring you the legendary Alan Abel on this program. I will never forget listening to the Jim Eason radio program on KGO about 15 years ago when Alan Abel came on disguised, as he often was, as a PR man who was promoting the new Ku Klux Klan Orchestra now touring the country. Eason and, uh, and Alan Abel <laughs> went deadpan their way through the entire interview talking about how this was the new KKK and it was trying to reach out to new audiences and show that they've, you know, they're really, they're a much different group now. And our absolute final item of the day from Poll Watch, the Baltimore Sun Global Market Institute, noted that only 11% of Americans said they planned on watching any World Cup soccer games on television. But here's the part that got me. Of those who said they will watch, 56% didn't know the games were being played in Germany. My question is, how many could find Germany on the map? That's it for today's program. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks again to Sean Minton, who we have yet to, to, uh, to enlist in discussing the matter of the arena which, like a vampire rising from the grave, uh, has apparently uh, loosed itself from its coffin. Yet again. Someone has got to find a way to drive a stake through the heart of this thing. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. Um, stay tuned for Todd, and we'll see you next Thursday at 5. <laughs>